Grace and peace to you from above, my friends. From Robert Fulgham's sayings concerning his rules for life, collected under the title, All I Really Needed to Know I Learned in Kindergarten, we read rule number 13. When you go out into the world, watch out for traffic, hold hands, stick together. And unfortunately, God's good world, which God created out of chaos and brought into the world, into community, through God's word, was ruined early on in the story. And we all learn that the world is a dangerous place. And so, like Fulgham, most of us learn that when we venture out into the world, it's nice to slip your hand into the hand of another to have two or three sets of eyes looking around as we stick together to cross the street. In my view, it's a nice metaphor for a healthy church, a gathering of Jesus people who, when they venture out into the world together, they slip their hands into each other's hands, all watching out for traffic, sticking together as they cross the street. And of course, Those open hands on either end of that line or string are, of course, being held by the hands from above. And so in our first reading today from Genesis chapter 15, we find Abram alone and afraid without, in his opinion, anyone to hold his hand. You see, from the beginning of the story found in Genesis, God created the good world out of chaos. God spoke into the darkness, into the chaos of the world. And out of that chaos, out of that darkness, God said, let there be light. And it was in terms of the metaphor used here this morning, God's first overture of extending his hand into creation to hold the world with God's own hands. And as we see through the six days of creation, God creating a good world to finally creating from God's image the very good creation of Adam and Eve. And yet as Adam and Eve willingly withdrew their hands from God's hands, effectively saying, we will go it alone. Well, now today, fear and trembling oftentimes accompanies us Every time we venture out into the world, into heavy traffic, with no one else to hold our hand, we feel feel no one else reaching out, sticking together with us. Then after a series of accumulative failures by humankind, recorded in chapters 3 to 11 of Genesis, Failures to include murder, dishonor of parents, greed, adultery, theft. God once again extended his hand to invite humans to walk with God. And God extended his hand to the hand to that of Abram from the land of Ur of the Chaldeans. God made a pact, an agreement, a covenant with Abram in chapter 12 of Genesis. God said to Abram, Go to the land I will show you, and there I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. And Abram believed and obeyed and went forth, accepting the hand of God in his hand. But between chapters 12 and 14 of Genesis, life happened to Abram. 
too much life to explain here today. And during those life happenings, Abram once again ventured out into the world. Yet Abram withdrew his hand from the hand of God, from the hand of, of the God who loves us, and thus didn't have, in his opinion, anyone else to watch the traffic with him, no one else to stick together with, and no one else to hold Abram's hand. And then in Genesis chapter 15, as we read today, God said to Abram, Do not be afraid. I am your shield. The hound of heaven once again seeks humankind. Despite our failures, God continually seeks us. And when are we most afraid? When are you most afraid? For most of us, fear comes mostly when we are alone, when we feel like we are alone, especially alone when after we have slipped our hand into the hand of another or others, or even into God's hand, and we, for some reason, real or imagined, we feel those hands have withdrawn from ours, perhaps even willingly withdrawing our own hands from God's hands and from other, others. And when we feel like the trust we had established with that other person or people or God is withdrawn, and when we had believed them, but now their words and that trust that we had has seemingly been broken. As a young man, when I was in the Air Force stationed in Italy, I had the opportunity to attend college courses in the evenings. And after the day's work was done, uh, one of my many teachers was a retired Air Force colonel. Tom Kirk was his name. And Tom had spent six and a half years as the guest of the North Vietnamese in a place called the Hanoi Hilton as a prisoner of war. But when I met Tom, he was a healthy, wealthy man who had wanted to pass on his learned wisdom to upcoming young airmen. And so he taught college courses. And when it came time for us to depart each evening after the class was over, Tom would always end his class by saying to us, Keep the faith, baby. And I often wondered who this Air Force colonel seemingly turned into a 1960s-type hippie was with his hip saying, Keep the faith, baby, was. So one evening after class, I garnered up my loins and plucking up the courage, I asked Tom what he meant by keep the faith, baby. Faith in what? In who? Tom said to me, when we, notice he said we, not I, when we were in the joint, we would tap out every night to each other before we would go to sleep. Between the walls of our prison cell, we would communicate with each other with a tap code. We would tap out to the, uh, each other two things. First, we would tap out the letters GB, which stood for God bless, and then KTF which meant keep the faith. There were four things we asked each other to keep the faith in. God, each other, yourself, and your country. And then he said with a, a grin, and I add the baby. The number one weapon of the enemy is to isolate us, and then when we feel alone and afraid, the enemy then hits us at the point of our greatest weakness. 
when we or us becomes simply a me or an I, for most, if not all of us, we become alone and afraid. Not only do we forget the promises made by others to us, we forget the promises God has made to us. Jesus said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I am always with you. and You are mine. I have chosen you. And from the psalm that we read today, Behold, the eye of the Lord is upon those who fear him, on those who wait upon his love. And so feeling alone, isolated, and afraid, the Lord comes to Abram and says, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield. And Abram, hearing the still small voice from within, happily says, Thank you, Lord, and goes about his life in great peace and joy. No, 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 that's not what the text says at all. Let us, like us, Abram lists out all of his woes to the Lord. O Lord God, what will you give me? For I continue to be childless, and the heir of my house is Eliezer of Damascus. In other words, Abram is saying, despite the promise you made to me, God, back there in chapter 12 of the story, it's now 15 or so years later, and I still have nothing. Have you ever noticed that God works in strange and mysterious ways? And one of those strange and mysterious ways often involves time, our time, not God's time. And how often when in God's time, God is waiting for us to hit what we call rock bottom. And when we feel like we have exhausted all of our own strength, we finally then turn to God and say, okay, okay, I give up. Well, Abram is saying, I give up. And yet God says to Abram, do not be afraid. Abram, I will fulfill my promise to you. Look toward heaven and count the stars. If you are able to count them, so shall your descendants be. And Abram believed the Lord, and the Lord reckoned it to him as righteousness. In other words, Abram reached out his hand to the Lord and placed his hand once again into the outstretched arm of the Lord. Our second reading from Hebrews this morning describes this hand holding as faith. More than a mere blind belief, but a relationship of trust between creator and creation. A relationship of deep love and affection from the creator to creation. And from Hebrews, it reads, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. And then goes on to describe that through Abraham's faith, even though he was as good as dead. Descendants were to be born. Gathered here this morning are the descendants of Abraham. Just like Tom Kirk and his fellow prisoners of war had discovered, that when isolated they were alone and afraid, yet when they communicated through a tap code between walls, GB, God bless, and KTF, keep the faith. Keep the faith in God. Keep the faith in each other, keeping faith in yourself, keeping faith in your country. We too, when we are alone and afraid and we communicate through prayer with God and through words and actions with each other, we learn that faith is a trust relationship initiated by God from above as we slip our hand into God's hand. 
and that faith is a trust relationship from human being to human being as we slip our hand into one another's hands. So as we know, church is not merely a gathering on Sunday mornings for a song or two in the sacred sacrament of coffee. No, church is a trust relationship between the community of believers and God. As we slip our hand into the hands into hands reaching down from above, we then are able to reach out to others standing by our side. And so Jesus says to his disciples in today's scriptures, Do not be afraid, little flock, for it is your Father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. You see, the disciples, like Abraham in the past, had left everything behind to follow Jesus. And now some fear and trembling had entered into their hearts and minds, and Jesus gently reminds his little flock to remain in faithful to remain in this faith relationship, to keep your hand into my hand and do not withdraw it from me. Jesus was saying to his disciples that despite what the situation looked like for them, to remain faithful to the call. Jesus is encouraging his disciples to grow up in the faith, to not trust in what is seen, possessions here on earth, purses for yourself, but treasures in heaven. Jesus is encouraging his followers to grow up in the faith, to sell their possessions, to give alms to the, to the poor, to, to provide purses for themselves that do not wear out, and to build treasures for themselves in heaven. These are the mature things of the faith, to leave behind the old ways and to build up in the new ways. And so this morning, let me ask you, whose hand are you holding today? And when you go out into the world and find yourself in heavy traffic, who do you have on your left and your right to watch out for you? Who are you sticking together with? Faith is not merely blind sight belief, but faith is a trust relationship of extending your hand out to God as God is always extending his hand out to us. Faith is a trust relationship built up through the work of the Holy Spirit in us to reach our, out our hands to one another. Mm-hmm.